Hello, hello. My name is Emily, and this is your Creative Break. For this fourth episode, I want to talk a little about my least favorite part of creating. Criticism. Critique. Feedback. Unwanted questions. Somebody just going, huh. It can be one of the most helpful part of the creative process, especially in drafting. And it can be the absolute most draining part of the creative process. I have known some of the most talented, ingenious people completely turned off to sharing what they've made and even starting in the first place for fear of unwanted criticism. That sucks. If I could change something about the world, I think I would change that. I would change a lot of things. There's a lot of things to change, but high, high, high on my list is resolving this weird disparity between sharing something incredible and having that one negative comment outweigh all of the positivity. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about how we can be better critics for each other and for ourselves how we can create a sense of warmth when we have something to say about someone's work, and also how we can understand what spaces are appropriate for this, what are not, and develop a little resilience around getting criticism from people, especially when it's sometimes pretty hurtful. So, if you've ever had that comment, Or if you've ever had someone look at your work and go, I don't get it, this is for you. This ties into my first episode a little bit. I find that when I make something or I do something and I am pretty aligned with my intentions and what it is that I wanted for the project, I don't seem to struggle with the critique part as much. If you haven't seen my first episode, definitely go back for a listen. I am a brand new baby podcaster, so I am still kind of working on the quality of these, so do forgive me. But I think there's some good information in that one about centering your intentions for your work and what you want to get out of it so that when you do get the criticism, it's not as straight to the heart. But we're both, right? We're both creatives and critics. We both invent and consume content and so when we see something out there in the world wherever we're at in our process it does become part of our experience to say something about it to categorize it to judge it to qualify it whatever it is that we do when we consume media consume content And so it's important to distinguish when and where something is appropriate for criticism. It can be a little confusing sometimes when there's information everywhere. We're consuming a lot of creative content online, especially Instagram and TikTok that has been like fully created, not just somebody's 40 character tweet, something much longer and that took much more time, it can be easy to look at that and say, oh, it's not very good, or I've seen it done better. And that's okay if that conversation happens in our head. It's not always okay if that happens on our keyboards or right out of our mouths. So I do want to address when it is and isn't okay to talk to the artist with something negative. 
maybe not negative, constructive. Times it is okay to give constructive feedback when someone asks for it. That's an easy one. Number one, if someone is asking you for feedback and you know them quite well, it is appropriate to give them feedback. If you don't know them that well, we'll talk about the kinds of feedback that you can give that are gentle. But otherwise, maybe don't. If you are in a workshop, that is what that space is designed for. If you're bringing in your piece to be shared with others and others are bringing in their piece, it is absolutely appropriate to get and give feedback. Again, we'll talk about the ways that that is maybe better done or um, can be done in a way that is less aggressive. And finally, if you are in a conference setting or a group up or something with like-minded individuals and that is invited, maybe not in such a structured way as a workshop, that's okay too. Spaces that have been named and designated for feedback are totally fine. Times when it is not okay. If somebody didn't ask for it, please don't be that person. If you're at a predominantly sharing function, I have a lot of experiences with poetry. That seems to be my go-to example. I'm a librarian. I run a poetry open mic night, and that is not the space or time to do any kind of critiquing. First of all, we don't have time, but also it takes a lot for people to share. And sometimes in those settings, whether it's a talent contest or you know, a gallery of people of a certain age who are maybe new to work. I'm thinking of like galleries in high school or college. It's not always appropriate to share your feedback with somebody who is either new to working with that or has come to a space just to share. And it's more about their experience sharing and less about your experience receiving. And of course, if you see something online that you don't like, that opinion is just for you. We're just trying to make a kinder, gentler internet. <laughs> so I think you probably do have a pretty good idea of when it is and isn't okay to give feedback. So what kind of feedback is appropriate? My favorite kind is questions. I wonder questions. So when we do our poetry workshop at the library, we introduce a kind of critique. I call it 131. One compliment, three things you notice or questions, and one closing statement that is positive. So I'll give you an example for a poem. I really like the use of color throughout the poem. I find it really engaging and I can see all of these things unfolding before me. I wonder if the language could be mirrored in the first part because I do find that there's more color adjectives in the last part of the poem rather than the beginning. And I'm not sure if the title really prepares me for the kind of poem that I'm about to experience. But I love the whole experience and I'm really interested in reading some of your further work. Now, I'm not really referring to a real poem and I, I think that example is maybe a little wordy <laughs> but you get the picture you want to say something nice ingratiate them to you let them know that you're not just coming in with a knife say the things that you are curious about or questions you may have in a way that reminds them that you care about the end product i really care 
that what you have to say is going to improve and I might have some suggestions as a reader or a viewer. And then finally close it off with a compliment about the piece itself or about the artist or about the work in general in a way that reminds them that we're all here for the greater good. I'll give you a bad example of critique. The title doesn't make any sense to me, and when I first read it, I was prepared for something else, and then you just kind of came out of left field. Whoa, please don't say that. <laughs> very aggressive. My tone changed too. I think when you start with a compliment, your tone is very soft. The second thing about critique that I think is extremely important is to separate the artist from the work. I know a lot of us do biographical or autobiographical work. I know a lot of us draw from our own personal experience, but you do not get to decide that that person is talking about their real life. In fact, you should always, always, always operate under the assumption that they are not. They are not operating from their real life. They are drawing this from various inspirations. Even if it feels autobiographical, it's very possible that they have adjusted things for the sake of storytelling or for the sake of clarity or atmosphere. And so it's extremely important, extremely important that you do not talk about the artist as the speaker. The artist is not the subject unless they tell you it is. And even then, the artist that you are seeing within the piece is a fabrication of what their real life is for the sake of the piece. It's pretty heady and you don't have to fully comprehend that concept, but you do have to be careful. So when I run my workshops, I begin by saying, we're not going to say you, we're not going to say, you know, when you start this and you're talking about this no when the subject when the speaker when the character those are separate it's important that it's separate because when we critique the piece we are not trying to critique real life we're not trying to critique real choices that were made real situations that unfolded even if it is as close to history as we can possibly make it, I promise the world is so much more intricate and diverse and intense than we could ever completely capture. It just isn't possible. We take a fraction of it, we take a filter of it, and we put it into our work, and that's all we can capture. So, that's a very long way of saying we're not going to direct any commentary to the artist. What we do instead is we think of it as a triangle. So you have the artist in the lower left-hand corner. We have the viewer in the lower right-hand corner. Think of it as like an isosceles triangle. And up at the top middle is the piece. And we are talking to the piece and the artist is talking to the piece. And we don't talk to the artist in a way that equates them with the piece. Again, this tends to be a little more meaningful for the fine arts, uh, writing, visual arts, dance, music, um, you know, performances like plays. Sort of less relevant if your creative outlet is, you know, event planning or gardening or cooking, but still, 
it's extremely important if you were to critique that, if you were to come into someone's home and have something to say about their beautiful plants, it's also extremely important to remember that they're outside factors and the artist is not their plants. (laughs) So understanding that triangle is really important. There are lots of ways to do the one three one system. I'm, that's not the only way. Um, you can ask, uh, you can give several compliments and then ask a question. I wonder if it might be different if we looked at this. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to take away. I think I know what the meaning is, but I'm not really clear on this part. Asking questions of the piece, not the artist is an extremely good way to bring about unclarities, murkiness in the work that maybe is intentional, maybe it doesn't matter, maybe you are the only one who is finding that issue, but it also gives us an opportunity, and especially in a group setting, gives us an opportunity to compare notes. So the reason that we do it this way, ask questions, be gentle to the author is because we don't really know what the intention of the piece is but once you make something it doesn't belong to you many artists and creatives view their work as sort of children their offspring um, and like children it goes off and it does its own thing in the world. So many times an artist in retrospect will say, that's not what I meant or that's not what I had in mind or that's not really what I was going for, but then the world took hold of it and it became something else entirely, which is incredible. And that's one of the perks of being in a society is that we all get to view through our own lens and create value that we find in our lives. So a big part of the workshop is the artist does not get to speak. They do the reading or they read the piece, then, especially with poetry since it's so short, someone else will read it, and then the artist goes silent for that time. We usually have a timer, and they get to just hear. They get to be a fly on the wall in this discussion where otherwise they maybe wouldn't know. There are so many places you put your work where you don't know what is being said contests if you are applying for say an MFA program and you need to submit work and a panel of professors and and faculty will look at your work and you have no idea why they accepted you why they rejected you you don't know but in these workshop settings you get to be part of that conversation if you are being brave and putting your work out into the world and it's not received the way you think it should be received or the way you believe it would have been, these can be extremely helpful. It can be hard. It's a draining experience, but it can be extremely helpful to hear what somebody is saying about it in a gentle way, in a way that gives you the opportunity to say, wow, I had no idea I was going for this, but it's not really being heard that way. It's hard. None of this is easy. Sometimes it's not even fun, but it is an important part if you are going to be putting your work out there, if you feel brave. And if you don't, it's okay. It can just live in your notebook. I support that fully. And if you do feel like it's ahead of its time, take your time. So the other half of this is receiving criticism and being a willing part of that process. So... 
this really crazy thing happened in my poetry community. There are lots of pop-up workshops, there's lots of open mic nights. I, I live in a place where poetry is thriving, art is thriving, I'm so happy. It feels like it just popped up in the last five or six years, but I think there was rumbles before then, but right now we're having a beautiful renaissance of creativity and sharing and community and just love for what people are making. But there's a dark side to that, and the dark side is this sort of cheerleader aspect to criticism. Maybe cheerleader isn't a fair comparison. Just everything is one big warm hug, and that doesn't help us grow. So striking a balance between criticism and just flagrant, constant compliments is really where you will find your most empowered way to go about editing and drafting your work. We'll talk about drafting soon. I think drafting is an extremely important part of your process, anyone's process, because first drafts are not always the best drafts. I think they rarely are. And so if you find yourself in spaces where you don't actually get any real feedback, appropriate spaces for feedback where you are just being told that you're amazing and you are amazing, you're very, very amazing and you deserve the compliments, but if that's all you're getting, then you're not actually going to be able to improve as an artist, hone in your eye for criticism and critique, and be able to practice that muscle that helps you look at your work and make adjustments as you go. It's a tough balance. Sometimes I find myself in spaces and I'm like, just hug me and tell me I'm great. But if I did that, I would be writing the same way that I was writing about four or five years ago. And I look back at that stuff and I think, wow, I've really, really grown. And I've grown because I've allowed myself to listen to people's feedback. Kind feedback. <laughs> Please be kind to each other. So I'll give you some examples from my personal experience. We do this this workshop and then we do an open mic night. So each happen once a week. So the open mic night is for people who just want to share. We get a lot of newbies, it's their first time sharing, and everybody gets the same amount of time and everyone gets clapped. At the end, we are cheering and excited for people to share, and that's all. The workshop is really more designed for if you have a piece you're working on, if it is a first draft, if you wrote it this afternoon, or if it's something you've been struggling with, or you bring a piece you've been working on but the title sucks, or you just don't really know, you're stuck and you need someone to kind of help you out, that's what that's for. It is not the same energy as open mic night, and it shouldn't be, it's a different space. So, we have had a number of people come to open mic night and the workshops, and to be fair, they come to everything, so it's not like they, they just came to these two things. Like we have very, very loyal, awesome people that come to all of the writing events and they come to the workshops with the expectation that they will just be told their poem is perfect, no change, or maybe add a period here, a comma there, and that's it. They really don't want to do the dismantling work that it sometimes takes to take a poem from okay to awesome. And sometimes it is really dismantling work. You have to 
sit with it and go, wow, I have to change almost everything about this. A full rewrite. Sometimes that's what the answer is and the outcome is incredible. But you have to be willing to do that. And there are so many people that come in that don't want to have to put in the work. They just want to be told they're awesome. It's unfortunate and it's really hard to work with folks like that because they struggle with that part of the workshop where they have to stay silent. And I am not a very uh, spicy person when it comes to regaining control over the room. And so there have been times when I've lost control over the room because someone felt extremely offended by the gentle and fair feedback they were receiving following the rules asking questions the artist really felt like they needed to answer i've also had people go in there that are extremely proud of having their best work be first drafts we'll talk about first drafts soon but if you are the kind of person who believes truly that the first thing out of your mouth is the most perfect version please do not come to a workshop or come to a workshop and watch Please do not bring a piece to the workshop that you absolutely have no intention of changing. You're wasting everybody's time and you're also reminding us that you're not ready and that's okay. It's okay to not be ready, but it's important that if we go to that space together as a group, that we all come with the same intention to change and grow. So what can you do? What can you do about critique? Well, first, do revisit that first episode if you have not heard it about being vulnerable and authentic. If you find that you have been vulnerable and you have stayed authentic, receiving critique will be easier for you. That's just how it is. If you feel good about what you made, somebody has something to say about it, you have that foundation of already feeling true to you about what you made about what you performed about what you achieved so once that's done it's important to also remember that no one gets to have a say about what you do but you everything said and shared in a critical space is a suggestion please 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 do not write your short stories by committee they turn out so bad they turn out so bad you have to stay true to who you are these critiques are just suggestions and finally if you're working on something that you feel maybe isn't quite ready or you have an emotional connection to and it's very close to your heart tell the group They will handle you differently than someone who maybe has received lots of critique and they're just at the end of this process and they just need a little push to get over the edge. If you have a very personal connection to something or you feel very emotionally tied to it, you can still receive criticism or critique on it without feeling that harshness that sometimes comes with putting out something that you really care about or that you feel very precious about and then getting some unnecessary, unlovely things said back to you. So be honest about where you are in your process. Be honest about if something is very dear to your heart, you can still bring it to the table. And just remember 
if you are giving somebody information about their work that has been solicited, don't just tell somebody what you think without having them ask. Just remember what it has felt like to receive criticism on your own work and that golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. Try not to give them anything harsher than you would have given yourself. And if you had a bad experience, definitely try to overcome that, but please don't forget it because it's just so difficult to be in a world where people are careless and clumsy with what they say when we're out here trying to be vulnerable and give what we have in our hearts and sometimes we're met with some pretty intense I don't get it (laughs) I hate that I hate the I don't get it you're just not trying to get it but seriously you have something important to share so I hope you share it and if you're ready to hear what other people think about it I hope you give it into these spaces that have so much beautiful information to be learned. And if you're not ready, friends, take your time. There's nothing worse than showing something to the world that needs a little bit more incubation in your mind and your heart. So be gentle when you critique, be gentle with yourself, and as always, stay authentic. This has been a creative break. Whether you took a break, you had a breakthrough, or you'd really like to break something, I'm with you. Thank you for joining me in this series about sharing and learning about ourselves. I have really loved ending 2020 and starting 2021 on this vibration, so thank you. Your time is always, always, always appreciated. See you in the next one.